What do you think? This is raw. Who is this? Is this us? It's a simple shit muncher. Sophie's cousin. Shit, he's done something there, hasn't he? How'd you do that? I think that what's happening is two or maybe three different musical things all at the same time. This is the kind of thing we should be doing. Complicated shit. Only thing is, doing complicated shit like this, wouldn't that be against the Big Beat Manifesto? Have you read the Big Beat Manifesto lately? Did we write it down? The Big Beat Manifesto goes, Big Beats are the best, get high all the time. Right. Welcome back. Hello. This is once again an episode of Wax On, an all vinyl podcast to bring you the deepest cuts from the forest reaches of the dusty crates out in the vast spoils of America. I am joined by none other than my most special guest, Miss Lena. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming, babe. Let me turn down the beats a little bit so we can hear each other. Huge beats tonight. Big beats. Superhand said it. It's a peep show. It's a great show. That was the intro. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. Hilarious show. One of our favorites. Yes. Tonight is the Big Beat Manifesto. You heard it. Big beats are best. Get high all the time. That's right. Words to live by. <laughs> This is uh, the most anticipated episode that we've been feeling over here at the house. Yes. <laughs> of all the themes, the Big Beat Manifesto is the one that we live by. and uh, Every day. Every day. <laughs> Big beats every day. And when I'm coming up here to the Beat Lab to work on my own stuff, my lovely Lena will always remind me, Big Beats. They're not Big Beats. Not interested. Just wasting my time. <laughs> so I always keep that in mind. I always keep Super Hands's wise words ringing in my ears. So it's what it sounds like. We've just found the biggest beats that we could, delivering them to you firsthand. I mean, what more could you ask for on a free podcast coming straight off of vinyl? Good grooves, good vibes. All of it. That's all that we got. And it, it wasn't an easy selection. Because believe it or not... We left a lot still out. Oh, yeah. It's hard to pick just ten. We'll have to do a few installations of the Big Beat <laughs> Manifesto. <laughs> because, yeah, there's a lot of large beats on these records. And I don't know about you, but I'm just itching to hear some of these. Yes. Saturday night, let's do it. Saturday night, 12.03 a.m. We are going to crank it. We've got plenty of top-notch beats to get right into. Starting us off, one of the greats. The best. 
Yeah, I'd go as far to say the greatest living beat maker that I know of. I think he inspired. I mean, we'll get into it later, but <laughs> he's up there with what he did. Yeah. What he has done. Yeah, and continues to do. His catalog is growing and it's vast. We're talking about a man named Madlib. And he's put out plenty of quality records, many of which on Stone's Throw. And uh, this one in particular came out on the Blue Note label. I think produced by Peanut Butterwolf, though. Oh, yeah. Well, executive produced yeah. by him. <laughs> yeah, those two go way back. And this record is an amazing thing. Madlib was given access to the vault at Blue Note, so it seems like he went into the actual files of the recording sessions and was able to just make his own remixes from any record that came out on Blue Note or anything they had to, the tapes to. Yeah, I shouldn't even say files. I mean, this is 2003, so he was really just going to tape and this is a pretty amazing thing because this is 2003 and he only had, I think, one other record out before this, like a dub reggae record. And to be able to do this, uh, have this kind of project as your second record in 2003 and come up with such an exceptional outcome, it's really impressive. <laughs> so this record is called Shades of Blue. And this is the opening track stellar bombastic sampling performance if I might say so yeah this guy is a major influence on me right now I just want to reach this level of beat making um, it's very inspirational this is the godfather this is Mad Lib with Slim's return those of you who come in late we are now having a little cooking session for Blue Note, right here on the scene, putting the pot on in here. And we'd like for you to join in with us and have a ball. Oh, <laughs> 
this is Lou Donaldson checking out Madlib as he repossesses some old Blue Note recordings. Checking out my fellow Scorpion, Madlib.
Welcome back from the big beats. All big beats, babe. Huge. <laughs> Massive, large vibes. That Kev Brown song, the one that just finished playing, got just gets me feeling in a certain kind of way. It's just so like good. The vibe, the little thing with the guitar that's going on. Oh yeah, you know how I feel about that guitar lick. Whoever played that guitar has uh, magic fingers. I one day I took hours out of the day. I remember. Yeah, just and put that song on up here and tried to play along with it, just trying to like move my fingers like like that, make that drippy sound that the guitar does. It's fantastic. It's so simple, but it's just so good. Oh yeah, and that's what I think is the most effective style of beat making is just simple. Well executed it's ideas. Too. It's oh. just it's dialed in correctly. <laughs> yes. Kev Brown has got it dialed in on that. That is the instrumental to his track Albany, which I believe came out in the early 2000s. I don't have a year right here on the sleeve, uh, but I have a seven inch that has the always Albany pairing and it has uh, instrumentals for both. But the, the Albany track is. Um, the instrumental is sadly sort of short, but I doubled it up for you there and, and gave it to you uh, the length that I have always known. It is on Spotify. It is. So. And it's fantastic. And Kev Brown is a, an exceptional producer. There isn't enough information about this guy. And to be honest, I don't see enough of his stuff floating around. You know, I don't, I don't see his name getting brought up enough. Um, and I did see him on Instagram post something that says, Stop stealing my shit. And I hope that this doesn't, you know, I hope that Kev doesn't uh, qualify this as that. I would love to have him on the podcast and, and talk to him about records anytime. Um, and would love to work with him in the future. He's a producer out of Maryland and has been doing it for a while. So I urge you to check out Kev's material and to not steal it. Don't steal. Don't steal it. I did not steal this record, so I feel like I've, you know, I've paid the toll. Before that, we heard from Leatherette, a DJ duo out of the UK. Um, was it, I've, I just looked up where they're from, I did, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's like it's like Wolf Wolfington or something like that. It's got a really cool badass name um, that I just inaccurately said. So Leatherette is a group I became aware of. When I started making music with Vacationer, um, I started out making these records with two guys, Matt Young and Grant Wheeler, who are in a band called Body Language. And they started exposing me to some more electronic music that went deeper than my know-how at the time. And Leatherette was one of these groups we put together a mixtape and Matt Young threw on a leatherette track that is found on this EP. And the track that you heard was called On Video. So what this EP is, is a collection that they put together recently of some tracks that they made as long as six, seven years ago, and then some that they made very recently, all to kind of sound cohesive and sort of like their style back in late 2000s they were very much this Jay Dilla Mad Lib influence 
uh, hip hop style beat making outfit. And then they sort of moved into a more EDM kind of sound. Uh, and it seems like they stopped sampling quite as much. But this record is real heavy on sampling. And this is a record that I really like. This is the kind of thing I'm looking for these days. I think they only printed 500 to 1,000 of these, and it's on their own label. It's called EP3. I really think you should check this out if, there, if there's still some available. Um, I love knowing about you know, uh, smaller outfits like this that are making their own pressings and sort of just making these low-key bootleg records. Because these are the kind of things that are going to be really hard to find down the line. And if you like the music that's on them, uh, you know, follow these artists on Instagram and they'll let you know when they're putting out limited edition batches like this. And before that, of the classic Shades of Blue, my man, Otis Jackson Jr., Mad Lib. Babe, you showed me this record. I did. I think we were going out somewhere and I was getting ready and I just hit play and then I was I was reminded of how great it is. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta play this on the ride to the city. It's so good. I'm so glad that you brought this record to my attention because now it's an instant favorite of yes. mine. It's really blowing my mind and it really put Mad Lib over the edge to be my favorite artist right now. He's really something, he's uh, creating something that's inspirational and something to aspire to. I have a lot of respect for Madlib. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's the kind of guy that is not in the, is not in the forefront. Or he's not a showboat. He's not flashy. No. He's you don't, slow key. You don't yeah. hear much about him. Yeah, he seems like a homebody. Seems like he just likes being in the studio, making stuff. It's all about the music for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can relate. I think I have, you know, I have this inner Mad Lib that just wants to stay in the studio and just like crank out beats all day and not overthink things. Just You're here almost every day. I am, but I don't put out as nearly as much output. <laughs> so Mad Lib is... He's uh, something of an audio guru at this point. So, thanks so much for showing me that. And you sh you got uh, that uh, Beat Conductor um, Indian record, too. Yes. And that record is it lives in my car. Oh, the CD, yeah. yeah. I ordered a vinyl, but it never, it never arrived. Yeah, Discogs. It let me down, but I was still able to get a CD copy, and I, I remember I mailed it to you. Before I even came. <laughs> that was such a cool surprise. That was such a cool gift. Because, yeah, I don't uh, deal in CDs as much anymore. So Nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> my disc changer was pretty much empty in my car. But I feel that one you don't hear a lot about, the Beat Conductor. No. And it's really good. Yes. So it's like he has to have this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some classic... Fat beats. Well, Miss Lena, this next group of songs, this next block, 
is dedicated to you and inspired by <laughs> what you've showed me and uh, what I think you might like. Because I know you like. The, I, I know you, you know like. I do. I, I do. I know you like the stuff. I know you. And Tend to gratitude towards kind of feel good, big beats. Kind of follow the big beat manifesto. Yeah. And I just happened to find these two next artists um, through falling down the SoundCloud hole and just kind of seeing what's out there. And there's a lot of talent. Just kind of uploading their stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah, these two are the golden children of SoundCloud, yeah. it seems like. Would you like to intro this first cat? So next we have uh, Flamingosis yes. off of Pleasure Pilot. And this is Finesse Hey Baby. Oh yeah. I was so jazzed when you showed me this. Flamingosis is the real deal. We'll talk more about him later. Let's m listen to some more big beats. What do you say? Let's groove. We got some mimosas going here. It's <laughs> midnight and we got mimosas going. That's how little of a fuck we're giving up here. Saturday <laughs> Let's groove. Hey, baby.
Yes, indeed. Still playing it out on the B part of that track. That was Black Milk, a.k.a. Black Leche. Leche. <laughs> With his track Story and Her, off of If There's a Hell Below instrumentals. Got this thing at Jupiter Records down in Wilmington, Delaware, that we like to make little field trips to every once in a while. It's only 30 minutes away. Yeah, it's good. It's a funky little record store. But it's a black hole for cell reception, so if you're trying to like look up stuff while you're digging, then you're... It's not happening. Yeah, you should have no luck. <laughs> <laughs> but I always come away with too many records from that place. Huge beat. Love Black Milk. He's been doing it for a while. Uh, I'm just sort of doing my homework on him now, but I've been listening to him for a few years. This is, uh, I think, the only instrumental record he has printed on vinyl. Um, anybody correct me if I'm wrong. But came out on Fat Beats 2015. And it's a good time. His stuff... It's just on point. If you want to check out more of what Black Milk is made of, you should go on YouTube and look up Rhythm Roulette, uh, Black Milk. They do it with a bunch of producers, but they essentially blindfold them and send them through a record store and have them pick out three records and then take it back to their spot and flip it and make a beat. And Black Milk does a great job at it. And he's very entertaining. He seems really organized with his production, too, which I admire. <laughs> That's another aspiration of mine. To uh, acquire more organization skills up here. <laughs> Before that, FKA Catradamus. That was none other than Montreal's own Catranada. Off of his excellent record that came out this year in 99.9%. Would you like to speak on Kei Trinata, babe? Uh, Kei Trinata, I found through SoundCloud again. Mm -hmm. And it was a bad, bad, not good Kei Trinata flip on a track called Kaleidoscope. Yeah. And when I heard that the first time, I was like, this is... Who is this Kei Trinata kid? Terrific. And then... You know, fast forward to 2016, and he's came out with 99.9. So I think it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it is a really great record. He's killing it. <laughs> and he seems to have had a really good year. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Seems to have a good head on his shoulders and mm -hmm. has a really good sense of humor about <laughs> his music and making it, too, which is always refreshing. And I love it when he collabs with Bad Bad Not Good. There's a... Another one, despite the weather, that I was close to playing. But I had to go with that. That was Keitronada with Light Spots. And I think that is the sleeper um, piece of gold on this record. It's deep into the record. And I don't know that it gets the same amount of plays that some of the others do. But that track, it starts off like all uh, you know, low and low in the mix and strange. But I was talking to Lena about the sample utilization in that song. Like you hear that sort of Brazilian thing that's sort of left intact for the verses and those in in the light spots. Mm -hmm. And 
then it kicks in. And I love the way that he utilizes that sample. It's just the, hearing that original, I would never think to put it to that beat in that rhythm. And that's what sampling is all about, you know, recreation of existing material through a new artist's eyes. And I was, uh, it brought to mind when I was researching Leatherette, you know, who you heard earlier, they were quoted talking about sampling, and I thought that this sums up the spirit of the craft perfectly. They say, here it is, we've always loved the idea that you can take the naffest track imaginable and sample certain parts to transform it into something you think is amazing. It's like you uncover a secret in a way. The track was always there within the detail of the record, and you unlock it with sampling. So that's perfect, and that really is the spirit of what these artists do. Every one that I'm playing, um, well, with the exception of one, and you'll see what I mean when I get to it. But all of these beat makers, their sampling game is so on point. Okay, Trinata is killing it. I think you were saying that he's very good with the swing. Oh, yeah. He has that going for him. He's very good at that. The king of swing, yeah. Swing is a tricky thing because if you have too much swing or just a bad style of swing on your track, it's just it's just corny. There's no other word for it. And if you have no swing, then it's just stiff and it's uh, machine-like and it gets really boring to listen to. And so the right amount of swing is what really makes, you know funk and jazz mm -hmm. good I think and to incorporate that into electronic music K. Trinata knows what he's doing he does let's put it that way he's very good at a swing <laughs> he's got swing yeah you hear that in that hi-hat all the time he's always got a little you know he's just always got a little tricky uh, step love it I mean you know, it's not like we're... Uh, the the news is out about K. Trinata. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But before that, Fleming Gosis, I feel like he's still on the rise. He's baby K. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's a young buck. Um, but he's from New Jersey. Yes. And I think he's great. I like everything he he's done. And mm -hmm. he's released a lot of material. Yeah. <laughs> and he seems to have a lot of it. Yeah, this tr record is 12 tracks. It came out this year... And this is the the older record. Yeah, he's got a, a newer record. Uh, Bright moments. Yeah, I think. that we've ordered. It's a, it's uh. It's on the way. Yeah, I think they're still like trying to get that thing pressed. But finesse, hey baby, was a track, and I mean that intro. Yeah, the proof's <laughs> in the pudding. Yeah, the intro is so. It just gets you going. Yeah, already. it's just like oh, it's just like the beginning of a basketball game or something. <laughs> And then, you know, all the players storm the field. Uh, the field. <laughs> <laughs> the court. <laughs> I caught that too, and I was like, wait, the field. Hang on. As you guys... <laughs> I'm a big jock, <laughs> as everyone can tell. <laughs> Love hoop. <laughs> and we had a chance to see him, um, was it a few months ago? Yeah, I feel like that was about a month ago. And the venue was it was in Philly. Yeah, the Coda. That was the, the first time we'd been there. And the man can dance. Oh yeah. He broke it down. Yeah. 
<laughs> I loved that set. Yeah, he came out and just cut a rug. I'm excited to hear more Flamingoses. I got a good feeling about that guy. He seems to have a really strong work ethic. He seems to be really prolific. Puts out a ton of material. And his beats are really on point. His production, or, um, well, his like style of beat reminds me of the Neptunes a lot. You know, I know this, the Neptunes don't sample anything, but just where he, like, puts his, like, rides and hi-hats and that little, like, I don't know, that little go-go kind of thing, he, uh, he, he's really good with his beats, and he's, his sampling game is obviously on point. He's on the rise. Yeah. <laughs> so Flemingosis, we're big fans, man. Keep at it. All right, we've got more. More big beats. This next track I found on a 12-inch single over at Siren Records. I couldn't believe my eyes. I, you know, I think I picked this up because I thought that one of the tracks uh, was produced by Jay Dilla, and I was completely mistaken. But the A-side is a single that I remember from my adolescence. And this song is pure fire. <laughs> this comes from the harmonious collaboration between Janet Jackson and Busta Rhymes on their track, What's It Gonna Be? I love a good Busta track. Yeah. If you love a good Busta track, then it just doesn't get better than this. This is the jam. This is the jam. Courtesy of Siren Records for $1.99. I'm going to be playing you the instrumental because, as you know, I like to give you the deep cuts, and it's funny just hearing all the Busta Rhymes ad-libs. He really goes to town on it. It's, it's not much of an instrumental, I'll tell you. They still give you the chorus, and Busta is really just doing his thing. It's all his backup tracks, so it's interesting to listen to. It's deep. Here it is. What's it going to be?
when, when, when we come, come and hit you, you. best believe you really gon' get you. you. Flown. Flown. Ha, ha. Here we go. Ha. Ha. Flip mode. mode.
Ja. <laughs> what you just heard was Bob James with the classic track Nautilus off of Bob James 1 from the year 1974 on CTI. Discovered this record while I was on tour. I was in a record store and it wasn't terribly well organized and I was searching through some just-ins I came across this record which had no cover only a sleeve only a CTI sleeve and I think this was one dollar and I pulled up Bob James one on Spotify it's not up there anymore but when it was I got to check it out and was pretty blown away I did not know about Bob James and I've come to learn that he is a highly sampled artist and Nautilus has made its way into a number of hip-hop tracks and I thought that this was you know some <laughs> I thought that I was you know discovering some new country but this is uh, well-treaded territory so you see what I'm doing here. I'm going back and trying to showcase where these samples came from in the first place and where the big beats originated. Uh, one of my favorite drummers of all time laying down the break on that track, that was Steve Gadd on the kit. You feeling that groove? Feeling it. Before that was the Barcase off of their 1979 record, Money Talks. That truck was monster. I mean, what kind of, what bigger name? The monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> An apt description. And I was telling Lena here about the backstory of the Barcase. Crazy story. It's a very crazy story. So they're a Memphis group and they started out as Otis Redding's backing band. And in 1974, four, maybe five of the six members were on the plane with Otis Redding uh, when it went down. One of them survived and uh, the bass player was on another plane. So they were the only two surviving members after that uh, horrific tragedy. But they went on to rebuild the band and they put out this record, which is just from front to back, all big beats. The drums on this record are so massive and the mastering on this record is fantastic. I throw Holy Ghost into DJ sets all the time and you can put it up against whatever modern music you want and the beat is, just, is gonna be just as big. You can put it up against Drake's drums any day. <laughs> So you gotta give respect to the Barkays, um, some of the godfathers of the big beat. And kicking it off, Bust a Bus. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. What's it gonna be? It's a hot track. It's a hot track, hot beat. That was, you said, 1999? Yes, that came out in 1999. And I think I told you this before that. Oh, I still have to show you the music video. Yeah. 
I believe, uh, you know, Brian Schmutz also told me about that Barkay's backstory. I never would have known that. But he also told me a fun fact about the Janet Jackson Busta Rhymes song that it was uh, the most expensive music video ever made. <laughs> I think it was Schmutz that told me that. I'm going to give him credit whether it was or not. But at least at the time, back in 1999, that was the most expensive music video. I'll have to show you what all the fuss is about. I need to see this. She's got like a like an like a sort of leathery latex like dress on, and it like goes like is flowing into the floor, and then it becomes like liquid. That's like all over everything. They really like play around with like the liquid effect a lot, <laughs> and then I think. If I remember correctly, Buster Rhymes is some, some sort of like futuristic armor. <laughs> and they're in like a white, sterilized kind of room. <laughs> it's wild. It's been a wild ride through the Big Beats. Big Beat Manifesto. Yes, volume one. To be continued. This is just a small fraction of the big beats that we've got up here so I want to show you more I'd love to keep sharing the music with you music is a powerful thing it's healing it's motivating it gets you moving yeah it's inspirational I know it's inspirational for me now I know I do make music but I gotta imagine you can translate it into Whatever it is you're doing out there, whatever your calling is. I hope you're jamming with us. Yeah. If you're, out there, <laughs> you're listening. Yeah. If you're out there skateboarding, doing something cool, I mean, you know, you're just laying, you know, just uh, laying brick, anything. Just get the tunes going. Yes. It'll transform the, the environment. Going. Yeah. <laughs> and always remember, big beats are best. Get high all the time. Lastly, but the furthest from the least, we've got to close it out with the man, the myth, the legend, James DeWitt Yancey. A.K.A. J. Dilla. Yes, A.K.A. J.D. Off of his soul-sampling opus, Donuts. Donuts. If you don't know about donuts, it's hands down the greatest instrumental hip hop record of all time. 2006. 2006. Ten from years where? Ago. From where I'm sitting, this is the best. This is the holy grail. This is the holy grail. <laughs> Man, I've had too much mimosa. <laughs> um, I'll tell you. When I first started making music with Vacationer, I wasn't fully realizing the concept of instrumental hip-hop. I didn't know that that could be a thing. I just thought hip-hop, you know, was beats and rapping. But once I found out that there was people making just the beats, I, I uh, was intrigued. And then while I was on tour with a band filling in on bass, I received a track from the Body Language guys, an instrumental titled Dilla Tribute and that song was uh, it later became Trip and I started writing to it on that tour 
and I was immediately inspired. I loved the hip-hop tempo of it, and I loved the idea of writing pop vocals over top of hip-hop tempo and over top of chopped production. And so I got back and was laying down the song with Matt and Grant, and I asked them at the end of the session what Dilla meant, like what Dilla tribute was. And they said, you don't know who Jay Dilla was? And I said, no. And I said, oh, man, you got to get Donuts. I'm like, what's Donuts? It's like, Donuts is the hot record. And they put on his track, Bye, which, uh, you know, we took direct inspiration from. You know, he's got that, like, sweeping, cosmic uh, space echo synth. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a Cool in the Gang. Uh, no, 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 it's an Everly Brothers sample. Um, but anyway, yeah, we were just, you know, directly inspired by what Jay Dilla was doing and carried that on through everything that we do. And I, uh, I study this record tooth and nail. <laughs> Jay Dilla, who was inspired by Mad Lib. Yeah. And if you're looking for a good Netflix watch, um, you should check out Our Vinyl Weighs a Ton. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. That is a fantastic watch. We rewatched it recently mm-hmm. because we have become pretty obsessed with Madlib and Jay Dilla's material. J-Lib. Yeah. Oh, the J-Lib record is fantastic. They go into that collaboration. It's just a fantastic, thorough history of Stone's Throw and goes really in depth into Mad Lib and the profiles of Mad Lib and Jay Dilla. Yeah. It's perfect. If you want to know about those two guys, it's it's a great source. Oh, and I also have to recommend to you on YouTube there's a series that Fuse did called Crate Diggers. And they go around to record producers' houses and uh, go through their record collections. And these guys have thousands upon thousands of records. And they do really cool ones like J-Rock and House Shoes and um, Gas Lamp Killer. A bunch of really great episodes. All of them are great. It, you know, it's, it's really entertaining and insightful. Uh, Dan the Automator. But they go to um, Jay Dilla's mom to Mama Dukes and they are granted access to Jay Dilla's record collection in storage and you know Jay Rock and a few other of his friends walk them through everything and it's really emotional you know they they talk a, I think it's an hour long most of them are only a half hour but they go really in depth with the story of Jay Dilla and they you know they talk with his brother and it, it's so beautiful it's uh really thoughtful for, you know, a web series. He's a legend. He's a legend. And we lost him too soon. Um, He passed away, I think, a matter of weeks after this record was released. Yeah. He was Um, 32? Yeah, he was 32 years old. Um, He was was my age. He was freaky. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he had a rare blood disease. And um, unfortunately, passed away way too soon. This guy was so talented, and uh, luckily, he did work. 
and put all of it, <laughs> put all of it down, you know. And it's all for great. The record. It's all great. Yeah, they're still releasing stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have mixed feelings about material that comes out after an artist's death because there's no say with how it's released, you know, if they wanted it to be released or not. But with the Jay Dilla material that's coming out, it's fantastic stuff. You know, he just had that touch where he wasn't messing around. If he was putting something down, like he wasn't wasting his time. And I really love uh, the Dillatronic that came out recently that his his mom, you know, had executive produced. Mm-hmm. The first, you know, Dillatronic one, the just first track right away. It's like one of my favorite beats of all time. That'll probably show up on volume two. We'll see. Um, you know, I could go on all day about Jay, Jay Dilla, but I guess what I'm trying to say is if you have never heard of Jay Dilla uh, and you're you're in the same position that I was back in 2010, um, I urge you to research. There's an actual t-shirt that reads, Jay Dilla and Madlib changed my life. Yeah, yeah, Jay Dilla changed my life is, is everywhere. And that is totally true for me. It, it's literally true. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be in nearly the same place I am right now if I hadn't have found out about Jay Dilla. And it completely changed the course of the music that I'm making. And I couldn't be happier about it. It's a thrill. Well, as always, thank you for taking the journey with us big beat manifesto yes enough of me rattling on (laughs) with my king of big beats (laughs) the king of big beats is going to play us out with the most appropriately titled last donut of the night jay dilla jay dilla rest in peace good night everybody Ladies and gentlemen, stop. Ladies and gentlemen, stop. Ladies and gentlemen, stop. Ladies and gentlemen, stop.